This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul on a beautiful Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg, South Africa. Welcome, welcome to each and every one of you to our weekly get-together. And thank you so much for selling your dial and making Chai FM and our program part of your Erev Shabbos. We hope that everything is going swimmingly well for you. Baruch Hashem, the sun has come out this afternoon and it's looking like a beautiful day, beautiful Shabbos, Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Re'eh. Very, very special Shabbos. Tonight begins the commences Rosh Chodesh Elul, the first day, Lamed, Lamed Av, which is the first day of Rosh Chodesh Elul, which means there's, yeah, 29 or 30, 30 days left until, 30 days left until, until Rosh Hashanah. So, yeah, the time, the countdown starts, or the count up starts now, and we need to get, start getting uh, our act together and start thinking about what we want to do to get ourselves ready for for Rosh Hashanah, and uh, yeah, a lot of talk, a lot of things, a lot of uh, proposals that are made. I think in our parsha we have a very, very good message, and it's never, never a sort of coincidence. The Shlach Kodesh says that although the Gemara only talks about certain parshas of the year that are read on particular, particular parshas, the Gemara talks about that we have the custom. We have the custom that on the Shabbos before, uh, uh, or just before Rosh Hashanah, we read the curses in, in Pasha's Bechukaisai, and before Rosh Hashanah, we, we read the, uh, the curses in Pasha's Kisavai. And otherwise, it would seem that it's kind of random, you know, what is, I don't know, what does the sale of Yosef have to do with Hanukkah or anything like that? But, but says the, the Shlach Kodesh Devorim Gedolim Einen Karim B'mikra. Nothing happens by coincidence. Nothing is just there. Oh, it just happened to fall that, that way. It, nothing happens and nothing falls. Everything is put there by design. So if Parshas Re'e is, uh, Placed as a Shabbos that either comes immediately before, or in this case, in many cases, coinciding with Rosh Chodesh and Elul, then we need to think that there might be something. And I want to suggest perhaps the 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 following: one of the parshas, one of the sets of halachas that we learn about in in this week's uh, parsha is the. Uh, the, teaches us the, the appropriate way to behave towards someone who is called in the Torah an inciter, a mesitz umediach, someone who's trying to incite other people to serve avodazar. The Torah, in fact, tells us that when this happened, when someone, your sit, your brother or your son or daughter comes and, or, and someone tries to tell you, let's go and let's serve other, uh, other idols, Elohim Acherim, other gods, Eshelo Yodato, which you never knew about, Atova Vesecha, you and your fathers, from the gods of the nations that surround you, those that are close to you, those that are far away from you, so that's the proposal. Come, let's, let's, let's serve some, some kind of a, an idol, some kind of a, a, a getchkela. 
says the Torah, don't listen to him, don't pay any attention to him, don't even show him you're interested. Don't have any pity on him, don't have any mercy on him, don't cover up for him. You shall certainly kill him, and the witnesses will hear him are the ones that are that first, and we have to eradicate him from from the Jewish from the Jewish uh, nation. Incredibly, incredibly strong talk by the uh, by the Torah. Give this man no quarter. Make sure that there's only one address for him, and that is and that is to be to be killed. Rashi comments on this and says, "What does it mean?" Those that are close to you or those that are far away. Ask Rashi, Why does it say those that are close to you and those that are far to you? Saying, they're all the same. He says, no. The Pasuk is telling you that the fact of what you know about your nearby, your, your local neighborhood so that teaches you you can learn from that the 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 nature of all those distant gods just like the god next door uh, you understand that he has no value and no credence at all and all those that adhere to him are, are wasting their time and are, are just involved in a bunch of shmonsas that has no validity at all so too, there's no, there's no substance at all in those that are, that are far, that are far, that are far away. And obviously several, several questions that, that need to be asked, and I think that, that it will be able to give one idea that, that uh, responds to it. So, so first of all, I mean, what is Rashi actually telling us? Yeah. Oh, uh, the same way as you know that uh, that the the close ones are no good. So to the bad ones also, the far one ones must be uh, must be uh, also no good. Kind of what was the havamina? I mean, who would have thought there would be more kind of substance in the idol that is uh, far away than in the in the local idol? Why did the Torah have to tell us? Oh, be careful! Don't don't get attracted to the far ones. Obviously, you're not you're not you're not going to. Secondly, the Torah uses lashon uh, uh, if he comes to you and and, and uh, tries to entice you to serve the idols. Those who are those that are close to you. Or far from you. Why does it mention you at all? Just say either those that are close or those that are that are far. What's the difference? Why would the why does it make them what's the you all 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 about? And then of course the, the obvious question is that why are we being so incredibly kind of stroppy to the to the uh to this person who is uh, inciting other other people? What happened to to the whole system of 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 of, of Jewish Jewish uh, mercy? You know, even 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 in terms of people who are who are guilty of of capital crimes, of murder, of of breaking Shabbos, of idol worship itself. There's a mitzvah of the Torah, the Tziluha Eida, so it's actually there's a mitzvah for the Beisdin to to try to, if at all possible, uh, you know, if uh, without obviously bending law, without corrupting law, to try to save a person's a person's life. There's no mitzvah. 
obviously there's an obligation if if it's necessary, but there's no mitzvah to go around, you know, gung ho being a being an executionary uh, a bezin. If there's any way we could we could uh, we could understand that uh, the, the, you know it's not proven beyond the greatest shadow of, of a doubt, and there's perhaps some kind of any technical problem. There's a mitzvah to try to 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 enact it. And yet, with the with the mesit, with this uh, insider, there's no no quarter given. Gillam, don't listen. To, and the Gemara talks about we have we're allowed to we're allowed to stage witnesses. We're allowed to use all kinds of means that ordinarily would be forbidden in, in a Jewish in a Jewish court and Jewish as admissible as Jewish evidence. Here we here we allow it. So it almost comes out strange to the fact that if this person had uh, actually committed the sin of adultery. He would have been, he would have been, uh, kind of, uh, still eligible for, for mercy. But now that all, now that what he's doing is inciting people to idol worship, we give him no mercy. We just, uh, use any means we can to, to rid the world, to rid the world of, of him. And that sounds very, very, uh, interesting, very, very unusual in the way Torah usually deals with these kind of, uh, kind of situations. Lastly, the explanation the Torah gives why we have to give the the Mesus this very very strict punishment is kibi kesh because he intended because he wanted to push you away from Hashem your God who brought you out of the house of Egypt mi avadim from the house of 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 slavery. So again, the question is, why is the fact that, that Hashem took us out of, uh, of Mitzrayim and from the house of, uh, of slavery, why is that a, a reason, why is that even relevant in, in relation to this person who is a, who is a, is a, is a Mesis? Also, perhaps, the, 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 the Torah tells us that this, that this approach was done Beseser, the, the the person came, Yisischa Beseser, he came and and spoke to you uh, uh, secretly, and and again that would seem to be a non sequitur. It seems to be, I mean, something that is so obvious. I mean, can you imagine uh, uh, someone gets up, uh, stands up in the middle of a of a, of a from community and starts publicly preaching, uh, uh, preaching? We should go serve some uh, some idol or some avodah he he wouldn't last very long, you know. In, talk, in the mission, they talk about throwing a, a sroigim at someone. If it wasn't sukkahs, they'd probably take rotten tomatoes. I mean, such a person wouldn't have a chance to publicly preach such a, such a crazy and unusual type of behavior. So obviously, the approach is going to be again on the quiet. You know, this, this is special. This is unique for you. A one-time offer. You know, uh, why why does it even have to tell us? That it was actually uh, actually uh, uh, done in secret. So I think the concept that puts it all together is the fact that you know, human nature is that we are kind of enticed by things that are foreign or things that are kind of mysterious, things that are new and and that are different. So we they catch our attention and arouse people's curi- curiosity. This phenomenon has huge implications in many different areas of human behavior. I mean, people will will travel all over the world and expend huge periods of their lives to go and and research 
ancient civilizations and and dig up artifacts and and draw conclusions about the way people live and it's very interesting and 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 you may learn about them but what is really the practical ramification for us for our lives what does it help us to live better to improve ourselves well, it's curiosity. It's something that, uh, yeah, it's far away and it sounds a gishmak. And we go and, and we go and, uh, we go and do, do all these kind of things. Uh, uh, there are all sorts of types of things, uh, new and exciting for them. These are amazing products that are being preached. And, you know, uh, uh, we, you've had this problem with, I don't know, any kind of, uh, uh, be it a physical problem, be it, and, and now we have the product that's going to, that's going to do it. Yes, it's made from, I don't know, ancient sea salt or something, and, and it comes from a, a little wellspring in, 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 uh, outer Mongolia, and it is just the thing that's going to, and we say, yeah, wow, that's amazing. This is, you know, an untried, we, we, we like these kind of things. We like things that are somehow, Different and and new and you know it's it's better than what we have now because you know what, what do we know now we live in our little place and we have our little thing but yeah something that's far away oh this comes from a a place and it has even a a recommendation later letter from who knows what and who knows where it's gotta be good it's gotta be great and we kind of run after it and we end up sometimes being very very dis- disappointed but you know if if someone comes and markets it well. And they come to you personally and they say, you know, I got this deal for you. And it's only, you know, I'm not doing this publicly because obviously it's only for select people. Your name has been picked out of a database of 75 billion people to be the one that's going to be, uh, you know, allowed to have this special, this special prize. And it's just for you and it's such, and we'll give you a unique ID card and all you have to do is this and that. And we love that. And we, and we get trapped in. And unfortunately, many people, uh, end up on the, on the short side when these kind of, when these kind of things uh, when these kind of things uh, happen, and and this is what the the this Masis is trying to do in order to attract people into his trap, he comes to them quietly and tells them about this new form of idol worship that they've never heard of, which of course promises to solve all of their problems. And when people are approached in this manner, so then automatically their curiosity is is kind of piqued. And, and they're liable to be, to be tempted, to be tempted by this very, very quickly, even though in a normal situation had they been prose rationally and sort of just seen in a paper and they had time to turn their brain on, they would never, they would never ever have, a, have done such a thing, never ever have succumbed to such a thing. But now it sounds wonderful and, and, uh, and beautiful. We're going to wrap it all up together and then carry on with our Hechel Shabbos in a minute. Don't run away. This is 101.9 Chai FM on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul back on a Friday afternoon here in beautiful Johannesburg. As I said to you, this is Erev Shabbos, Pashas Kodesh, Pashas Ekev. The important details we need to know for the Shabbos. Uh, candle lighting this week is no later than 5.27 p.m., 5.27. You've got to have your candles lit by then. Obviously, if one can try to do it earlier, that is always better. Get Shabbos started as soon as we can because Shabbos is going to hopefully give us a, a restoration to our life, restore us to where we need to we need to be. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 18 minutes Past six, six eighteen. Remember, both uh, tonight, Shabbos and Sunday, are both 
Rosh Chodesh, Elul, actually, uh, Shabbos and Sunday is of course the first day of Elul, so we're gonna start with some of our Elul rituals. We're gonna start saying Psalm 27, the Double Hashem Oriv Yishi from Mayrav on Matzah Shabbos. And Sunday morning, if you're in Shul, they will actually sound the Shafer for the first time, and then of course, you'll believe me, then it becomes real that, that Elul is actually, uh, is actually, uh, is actually here. So just to round up what we're saying, the Torah is concerned about a person being attracted to these kind of really, really exciting things. And therefore, the Torah needs to add extra, extra warnings and, and be so careful about this. And, and don't allow yourself to get, to get sucked in. You know about the local, you know, all the local schemes, all the local stuff that they try to prove. And you know that's rubbish. I mean, your friends have talked, have told you about it. You've, you've, uh, you've heard around the Shabbos table of, about someone who dabbled in it and ended up with a, with a, with a, you know, with a black eye from it, whatever it is. So you know about that. So why should the, the far ones be anyway? This is the Yetzirah's way of, of trying to attacking you. But, and, and, and the Torah is trying to warn you. Cloud yourself. Stay away. Stay away from these, uh, the methods that he would want to use to entice you. Right? And, 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 and that is the excitement. That is the, the, the amazingness of the foreign and the, and the, and the mysterious. And that's why it says, Ha it's far away from 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 you. You don't understand. You don't know it. You think it's something that's that because you, you're not aware of it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great for you. And we can't allow it. And that's why we're so strict with this mace. That's why we don't give him any quarter because it really is mida uh, 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 mida mida mida. Because what's he done? He's really come and he's preyed on, on, on poor innocent, on perhaps, perhaps naive kind of, kind of people and, and, and gave them a whole song and dance and, and, and not given them a chance even to, to utilize their free choice to think about. It. He's bamboozled them into it and, and they just get, get sucked in. So we say to them, well, you don't give anyone else a chance. We're not giving you a chance either. We're just going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to wipe you out. And, and what's the reason given that it's me base, me base avodim? What is this concept of the, of the house of, of, uh, of slavery? So the Orchayim HaKadosh says on the, on the first of the, uh, uh, ten statements of the Aseris Adibras, Anoichi Hashem Lakech Hashem Tzisicha, Me'eres Mitzrayim, Me base avodim. What is this base avodim? Why did Hashem have to take Kaisha out of the house of Egypt? So he says, one might have argued perhaps that it would have been better and perhaps certainly more more satisfying for the Jewish people as well as maybe uh, even a greater Kiddush Hashem if they would have remained in Mitzrayim and maybe taken over the country, took taken all their taskmasters and subjugated them and made them their slaves and kind of taken total control. The Torah therefore needs to explain to us, no, that Egypt is a base avodim. It's a house of slavery, meaning that anyone who lived there would inevitably be subjugated under the even the spiritual the spiritual influence that uh, that took control 
of of the spiritual force. We know that every country, every place in the world has a sar, has a spiritual a spiritual force, and Mitzrayim is a a whole atmosphere of subjugation. This is this is what's going on. Hashem says, I can't allow that to happen. I can't allow my people to be subjugated. I can't allow them to have their minds or their or their emotions or their actions controlled by by somebody by somebody else. And 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 the reality is that you know. Uh, whenever Elul comes around, so we get all kinds of things. You know, if you go to this person and you get a bracha or you wear this kind of color band or you say, <coughs> if you say the book of Tehillim 15 times with alternative verses and you say these 10 kapitlach, etc., uh, etc., et all sorts of amazing things and they're going to do tremendous, they're going to bring tremendous blessing. I- I'm not saying it's natural. I'm not saying it's not possible. But my dear friend, we don't, we don't need it. Rabbi Shalom has given us a beautiful Torah. There are 613 mitzvahs in it. Every single one of those mitzvahs is a skula. Every single one of those mitzvahs can contribute something amazing to our life, be it parnosa, be it health, be it, be it shidduch, and be it all the things that a person wants. I don't know which ones they are. Maybe great, greater people than me know which mitzvahs apply to which, to which, uh, to which things, but we have everything we need, you know? You know the famous story about the the man who uh, who lived in a little dorpy somewhere and had a dream that his troubles were over because in in the big city in Vienna under the bridge his his, his Altazade had hidden a a huge treasure and all he had to do was find it and he was made for life. So he goes over trucks all the way up to Vienna, buys a plane ticket, expends great expense to get them because he's going to have a treasure. Doesn't make a difference. He can just spend the money. And he goes there and he starts digging and of course he's accosted by the guards who think he's you know planting a bomb. They say, "What are you doing here?" He says, "No, I'm digging for a treasure." And the guy laughs at him and says, "Why?" Well, why are you laughing? He says, well, you're coming here for treasure. I mean, well, it's because you had a dream. I mean, says, says God, I also had a dream. I had a dream that, uh, in, in some little dopey under some little guy's, uh, uh, kitchen stove and someone who had the name and it was the same name as this person. There's going to be this, uh, treasure and you don't see me running. So the guy runs home, digs under a stove and finds a treasure. The treasure is within us. The treasure is in, within our Torah, within our Avodah Hashem. We don't have to go looking for foreign things. Elul is about looking inwards, not outwards, trying to improve our own Avodah Hashem, our own connection to Hashem, our own davening, our own learning, nothing else besides that. And that's what we need to be working on in, in this time, not looking for any kind of foreign thing. I'm going to go here, I'm going to hear this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to be inspired. Let what we have be that which in, inspires us. We have been fa- we're speaking for the last few weeks about the laws of of children, and uh, and and Shabbos, and we really have completed that uh, that section. And and to a great extent, we've discussed most of what what. Uh, what needs to be discussed uh, on of laws of Shabbos? Thank God we've been uh, we've been at it for. I think I, I stand to be corrected. It's been probably about four years that we've been uh, we've been discussing this. But I have kind of received requests of certain things that people would like a quick revision of things that are really really relevant. 
And and while I, I, I will not go through it again, obviously, in as much detail as we did, but maybe a quick review of a few of the very, very essential, particularly in our in our uh, community and our that are really relevant to us. So I might just spend a, a couple of weeks on each on each one. So the first topic, the one that the one that says uh, this, I need to review the most often is. Uh, in our country, about the 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 way it works with with non-Jews and and work done for a Jew by by non-Jews on on Shabbos. We spoke previously about work done by other Jews and uh, things like that. So this this fits into that kind of procedure, and we'll give a basic introduction to it right after this short break. This is one one point nine Chai FM, Soul to Soul program. Don't run away. From talk to music, from Johannesburg to Israel, from sport to business, this is 101.9 High FM. It's said she can be a tough cookie, and there are those who say they've seen her wacky side. We don't believe it. But she's ready to drive your afternoons between 4 and 6 p.m. Monday to Thursday, catch Kathy Kaler exclusively on 101.9 High FM. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. We are back for our last segment of this, uh, of this show. And just to introduce this next topic of the laws of, uh, uh, work done by a non-Jew in the Hebrew. It's called Amira La'akum, telling a non-Jew to do work for you. So the, the, the concept, of course, is that the mitzvahs of Shabbos, the whole idea of Shabbos, was something set aside specifically for Klai Yisrael, for the Jewish nation. And the Pesach says, in fact, Ki ois hi beini it's a sign, Hashem says, between me and between you, for all your generations, to know that I am Hashem, who in fact makes you, you, uh, you holy. And so therefore it's exclusively a Jewish thing and it goes even further than that because the Gemara in Sanhedrin says that if a non-Jew keeps Shabbos with the intention, I want to fulfill the mitzvah of, of uh, keeping Shabbos, not just I don't feel like working so I'm just going to laze around, but he, he's keeping it with the intention of, of keeping a, a Shabbos dicker tug. So the Gemara says he's chayv misa. Such a person is liable to be put, to be put, uh, uh, in other words, if he, if he, in his religion, wants to make Shabbos a part of his, of his uh, religion, so then that uh, he's going to stop doing work and he's not going to do, uh, he's not going to do anything that is, uh, kind of, kind of productive for the world and, and, and back out of society like, like we do. So then, uh, he is liable to be put to death by by uh, by the by the uh, and even though that it's uh, a non-Jew is allowed to do melacha on on Shabbos because he's not restricted at all, but Chazal came along and forbade a a uh, a non-Jew based on what it says in the pasuk. Kol melacha lo ye ose. The pasuk says, "No work should it be done for you." It doesn't say there. Kol melacha lo taase. You should not do melacha, but lo ye ose. It shouldn't be done. In other words, 
uh, it's fitting that on Shabbos that no malacha be done at all on behalf of a Jewish nation on either Shabbos or or or, or Yontif. And in fact, the, the Medrash the Medrash says, what does it mean? Not only mustn't you do, but nor may a non-Jew do any work any work for you. Now. If the the work is being done with your with your prepossessions or on your on your property, then of course it's forbidden to tell a non Jew to do work even if it's for the benefit of the guy. If he's going to be using uh, uh, Jewish owned uh, material or be doing it on the on let's say on the property of the uh, of the uh, of the joy, even if it's for for himself, it's forbidden. For for example, you're not allowed to tell a a non-Jew, uh, "Here's my meat, go and cook it for for yourself," because he's he's using your supplies, he's using your meat. Or neither can you tell a uh, a non-Jew who's like sort of maybe even staying. In your house, you have a non-Jewish guest uh, that you're hosting for Shabbos. So, get, go turn on the light for yourself. You cannot even tell a guy to do mulacha for himself on on Shabbos. But obviously, let's say in these examples, if the meat belongs to the uh, to the non-Jew, then you can tell the guy to cook his own his own meat because since the guy is a, he's doing the mulacha. He's doing it. For himself, and he's using his own things. On that, Chazal never made exit. On that, Chazal never forbade the uh, the non-Jew to uh, to uh, to do that because it has very very little connection to uh, to to us. And uh, and furthermore, Chazal even added on other thing, and they said that one's not allowed to have any benefit on Shabbos from any work that is done by a non-Jew on behalf of, of a Jew. For example, a famous example, if there's no light, if the room is, is dark, and now the, uh, the non-Jewish neighbor or whatever comes and turns the light on for him, so the Jew is not allowed to sit in that room and have any benefit from 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 the the light, and not only the Jew who did it for, but any other Jews are also not allowed to have any benefit from this life. Why? Since it was lit on Shabbos in the house of a Jew uh, uh, for um, for the benefit of the of the of the Jew, and if it's. Uh, any kind of malacha that takes some time to accomplish, not like flipping a switch, something that's, let's say, cooking that takes time to do it. So then, not only can't you benefit from it on Shabbos, even on Moitzah Shabbos, even after Shabbos is over, you can't immediately benefit. You have to wait the amount of time it would have taken had he started to do that malacha only when Shabbos was over, only then after that time passes, then you'd be allowed to to uh, to use it. For example, if the guy, I don't know, caught some went fishing for you, and he caught some fish, or he maybe harvested some fruits for you, so you cannot eat them on Moitzah Shabbos straight away until you amount of time passes that uh, he, he could have trapped it after Shabbos or or cut the fruit after uh, after Shabbos. And if what the guy did for the Jew 
uh, is only a is only a rabbinic decree. So then the halacha is that other Jews that the malacha wasn't done specifically for them, they could have a benefit from it even on Shabbos. But for the person that the malacha was done, he can't have any benefit from it until until Shabbos is over. And again, uh, the amount of time is waited until he would have the time to do it after Shabbos. As always, the clock says we need to go. So uh, we'll hand you over. Please, God, we're going to have soon the, uh, the news and then uh, some really wonderful music leading up to Shabbos Kodesh. Again, Shabbos Kodesh starts at the latest time, 527. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for, uh, to thank you for being you, for being here, being part of our family, turning your radios to our station, whether you're in your kitchen or in your car. And just want to wish each and every one of you a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos, a Shabbos of Re'eh, a Shabbos of being aware, being, being vitalized, being, being energized as we go. And also, of course, a good Chodesh, because it is Rosh Chodesh Elul. And please, God, Hashem, give us the strength that we should move forward and hopefully uh, have the opportunity to get together again next week and share some more Torah. So to all of our radio family, good Shabbos and good Chodesh.